Chapter Two, Part Two of Commentary on the Gospel of John, Book Five, by Cyril of Alexandria, translated by Reverend Philip Edward Pusey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Forty-five. The officers came therefore to the chief priests and Pharisees, and they said unto them, Why did ye not bring him? They who had been sent to hunt our Lord, availing to accomplish naught of what had been commanded them, took themselves again to the rulers. And they are troubled exceedingly at the arrival of the officers, not seeing them bring him who was sought. And believing that what they suspected had already happened, they are smitten with no small fear. For since Christ was marveled at for his signs above nature, and his words above measure, they were wasted with the envy that was their foster-sister, and were again in no slight fear, lest the people of the Jews, deciding that it ought to follow him, should get clear out of their hand. Supposing that this had happened, for things suspected are ever more ready to be believed, they eagerly inquire, saying, why did ye not bring him what was it that hindered you say they from bringing to its completion what was pleasing to the rulers we are more ready to press forward to learn all and sometimes not discerning what is sorrowful in our eager desire even seize hold on the perception of things we deprecate forty six the officers answered never man spake thus seasonable in truth is it to say of our saviour christ who taketh the wise in their own craftiness for behold behold as it is written he removed the many tangled counsel and showed the whole nature of affairs turned contrarywise on all sides exposing the pollution of the rulers and their unholiness of life as being feeble and perilous who refused not to fight against god for the chief priests and Pharisees, fearing lest the people of the Jews should be persuaded by the Saviour's words, send out officers to take him, thinking that Christ being out of the way would remove their care as to him. But what they suspected, this they that had been sent by them return actually suffering, and what it was like that they should shudder at hearing, this they learn even against their will and hear unexpectedly from those who speak contrary to their mind never spake man so but since they say these things in excuse for not having brought the lord come let us expand what they said every way considering the sense of what was spoken for if we delight ourselves say they in the teaching of the holy scriptures if we boast that we have been instructed in the divine laws, if we marvel at wisdom as some unearthly good, why do we impiously drive away one so wise, and wrong in no small measure him whom least we ought, seeing that we rather owe him special love, yea, we subject our own heads to the perils of the law, thirsting to slay without cause an innocent and righteous one. With such a thought may we suppose that the officer's words were with reason replete. But I think that looking at never spake man so, one may say somewhat keener. For they well nigh say thus, 
not reasonably do ye blame us who could not now bring you him that was sought for how could one compel even against his will a man who in regard to his words possesses divine nature for he spake not as man nor were his words those befitting man but they belong unmistakably to him who is god by nature for let any say if any they say of the holy prophets can be found to call himself a brook or who dared say if any man thirst let him come unto me and drink when did the mighty moses himself say to us he that believeth on me out of his belly shall flow rivers of water of life these things we heard him say he therefore is by nature god who without peril exalts himself in words above man but to attempt to hunt as though by necessity and compulsion him who is above the creature how will one not say that it is most perilous or how could he be taken by us against his will who is as far above us as god above man the officers put forth therefore as an evident proof of the lord being by nature god the words never spake man so on all sides is the god opposer smitten and through what he thought to attain his desire through the very same he is unwitting slain forty seven there answered them the pharisees have ye too been deceived it seems likely that the officers were more strongly jewish and ever cleaving to the pharisees and sharing their common mind and ever soused with the words of their rulers were persuaded to think the same with them as being ever with them but when they came no ways bringing the lord but astonishment stricken beyond their expectation and late and only now marvelling at him whom they ought not to have hated at the beginning and thinking that all the rest ought to be persuaded by them they say with a kind of deep anguish have ye also been deceived and understand how this saying is replete with a sort of despair of any hope as regards the people for as though the rest of the multitude had already been deceived so many as were not overstable they put forth their fear as to the officers for the remaining multitude says it of the common people who are not versed in the sacred scriptures nor yet fortified by cleaving to us let it be granted if so be to them to be joined to him with inconsiderate impulses and easily caught to agree to what he hath said and done but whence hath this error been admitted by you too how have yourselves also been deceived what was it drew you off from your love to us albeit withered in equal unbelief with us something like this does the pharisee's word seem to tell us forty eight forty nine hath any of the rulers or of the pharisees believed on him but this people who knoweth not the law are cursed they fall away to their wonted boastfulness casting imputation of unlearning on those who marvelled at jesus as a wonder-worker and as bringing in things god-befitting and crown their heads alone with skill in the law and knowledge of the holy scriptures 
and because themselves consent not to those who rightly marvel at these things they believe that they are full of virtue and as though the law bade them find fault with things worthy of marvel and cast a perverse judgment on things that surpass wonder they plumed themselves not a little demented and of too great lightness easily cast into all uninstructedness and whence they the rather ought to acknowledge jesus now present thence are they taken wronging themselves and waiting their collar as it is written for professing themselves to be wise they became fools albeit it had been far better to confess that they knew not the law than thinking and saying that they knew it well and then dishonouring him that was proclaimed thereby to fall into keener doom and be pierced with woes past escape for he which knew he says his lord's will and did it not shall be beaten with many stripes but he that knew not and did not shall be beaten with few stripes therefore in confessing that they know the law themselves full well accuse their own unbelief and laugh at the multitude as unlearned and therefore caught by our saviour's miracles then unable to dissuade them through the declarations of the law they boastfully insult calling them uninstructed who were ready to understand for this is ever the want of more ignorant teachers who having naught to say of what they are asked repel by anger the minuteness of inquirers and they say that they who believe are cursed while themselves would more rightly be persuaded to say this of their own selves for it better befits the unbeliever to be accursed seeing that the law declares clearly of the prophet our saviour christ and it shall be whosoever will not hearken unto the words which that prophet shall speak in my name that soul shall be destroyed from among his people fifty fifty one nicodemus saith unto them he who came to him aforetime being one of them doth our law judge a man before it heareth him and know what he doeth one of the rulers is nicodemus and he is numbered among those who had authority yet not wholly unbelieving nor altogether vying with their folly but already pricked not indeed having his love to christ yet free yet to some degree feeling shame at the convictions of his conscience for that he came to him by night and affirmed that he knew well that he was a teacher come from god and that no one could do such signs except he had god with him i think that all have learned the blessed evangelist having clearly said it at the beginning he therefore marvelling at jesus along with the multitudes is somewhat smitten at being styled along with them cursed for consciousness is quick at persuading not to be quiet in things contrary to one as therefore aggrieved hereat he returns upon them equal insult not yet openly but putting forth against them his indignation in words which have their strength out of the law and not an unveiled openness for whereas the law he says tells judges on each question before them and thou shalt inquire diligently with exactness and clearness whether it be so 
ye judged recklessly those who had not been yet called to trial and before hearing aught of them ye bring against them so hasty a sentence it is ye therefore he says who are more truly cursed despising the law for it is written cursed is every one that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them for in that he is indignant at the pharisees for condemning the people for only marvelling at jesus it is clear that he agrees with those who do believe for being still sick of an harmful shame and not yet mingling boldness with his zeal he permits the faith that is in him to be not seen uncovered but casting about it dissimulation like a darksome cloak as he yet conceals that he is on christ's side yet is he sick with a grievous sickness for we ought to believe fearlessly glorying rather than ashamed practising a transparent openness and refusing slave-befitting dissimulation for therefore did the wise paul declare that he that rightly divideth the word of truth ought to be a workman unashamed and himself too showing the virtue that shone forth in himself somewhere says for i am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of god unto salvation to every one that believeth keen therefore for i will resume again what i was saying is nicodemus speech for why did himself alone speak and withstand the words of the pharisees albeit their bloody confederacy had many others in it but it is clear to every one that since he was numbered among those who marvelled at christ he is showing that they are accursed in their turn who lay a curse upon those whom they least ought fifty two they answered and said unto him art thou too of galilee search and see that out of galilee hath not arisen a prophet being a jew it says and home-born why dost thou feign to have no knowledge of the galileans and art strangely co-ignorant of our matters with those who are absolutely ignorant and being most conversant with the most sacred scriptures and versed in the appointments of the law whence knowest thou not he says that it is not possible to look for a prophet out of the galileans this then is the aim of the pharisees words but we must notice this again they spurn the multitudes as knowing naught of the things they ought to have had accurate knowledge of in finding fault with their extreme want of learning and loathing them and haughtily styling them uninstructed themselves are caught sick of yet worse and nowise differing from their inexperience for those on receiving the miracles done through christ and gathering little by little faith in him at one time said christ when he cometh will he do more miracles than these which this man hath done at another time drawn off from so right an opinion they missed only from nazareth being situate in galilee wherein the divine scripture proclaims that the lord was brought up and they therefore said doth christ come out of galilee said not the scripture that of the seed of david and out of bethlehem the village where david was christ cometh 
but these loudly laughing at the ill-instructedness of the people in calling them cursed therefore were in no superiority to their ignorance for see they too say search and see that out of galilee hath not arisen a prophet but one may with reason moved against them say o ye who yield to none the palm in ill-instructedness ye who have missed and are hard where is the boast of your pride a footprint of wisdom in you where the understanding that belongs to those learned in the law for we ought not to doubt of our saviour christ but to believe nothing hesitating god the father saying of him to holy moses a prophet will i raise them up from among their brethren like unto thee from among their brethren how must it not surely mean of the jews and of israel verily ye shall not need accusers from without yourselves of yourselves shall be convicted of being without understanding for whereas our saviour christ teacheth and openly saith i have come down from heaven not to do mine own will but the will of him that sent me ye were then thinking bitter things and full besides of no slight wrath ye said again is not this jesus the son of joseph whose father and mother we know how saith he now i have come down from heaven since then thou confessest in plain words that thou knewest exactly his father and mother thou knewest surely that he is of the root of israel how then saidest thou that he was a galilean who was born of jews how an alien who was of israel for not surely the having been brought up in galilee and having spent some time there removes him that is of israel from his race since naught would hinder him that is sprung of galileans from being a jew by race if he should come into the land of the jews vain therefore is it for the pharisees wise in their own conceits to say of christ our saviour that out of galilee hath not arisen a prophet for they should rather have inquired how it was that he who was of jewish parents came to be a galilean and so at length to consider his bringing up at nazareth and not on this account stray away from believing but we must observe again that no wise able to find fault with his miracles albeit wedded to the uttermost hostility they gainsay from merely his country since he was according to their surmise from galilee their suspicion thence being therefore loosed not doubtful at length would have been their faith if they had been wise. End of chapter 2, part 2